Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valley, joined alongside Just Logan. How you doing, Logan? Doing good. Episode 75, man. Woo! Yeah. Episode seventy-five, and uh, we uh, don't have Zach here, at least at least for the first part of this episode, no. which is a little unfortunate. And I wasn't on last week's show, so we're kind of all over the place with this. Uh, but uh, we're here, and uh, we're gonna talk about some news and talk about what we've been playing. Hasn't been much. What have you been up to in the last week? I I haven't been up to too much, so <laughs> I haven't been up to a ton either. It was a pretty busy week for me. I'm wrapping up my my summer activities, but I did beat the second island in Dragon Quest Builders 2. Oh, wow, you're still only on the second island. Man, Wait, I forgot that you're not that... Now I'm on the third. You're on the third, okay. Yeah. yeah. I finished the second one. Uh, that island was fun. That was a really cool one. It had... That was the mining town. Crumble right? Dun, yep. The, Dun, the yeah. mining town. You build some really cool bars, which I thought mm-hmm. was pretty sweet. Uh, I liked the layout of my town a lot better at one point they actually make the area you can build in larger because if you remember in furrow field they're like make everything in this tiny square but crumble dun gives you another piece of real estate about halfway through that island that makes it a little bit easier to build the rest of the buildings had the same issues as the first island did as far as i mean in the in the first one they keep talking about this same plot points like, oh, I want it. I want the island to be named after me. I want to be the mayor. It's endless. And <laughs> this second island was exactly like that. Basically, there's one girl on the island that all the minor dude bros are kind of obsessed with. And that is the plot point that just gets beaten into the ground. So that was annoying. But the gameplay uh, was really fun. I really liked all the buildings that I have. It's unlocking a lot more options for building. Like the the copper, gold, and silver blocks are a part of that island. Mm-hmm. Dyes are introduced on that island. So you yes, can make some colored yes, stuff. Dyes are great. Yeah. So it's, it's really starting to open up and give you a lot more stuff that you can build with. And I had a lot of fun putting together some of the stuff on that island. Um. Funny that you mentioned how you thought that it gave you more space uh, to build things in Crumble Dun, because I kind of had the opposite problem. Some of it based on user error. So I wanted to build one of the houses on the cliff that overlooks the town, and the game would not let me because it wasn't part of the town yet. But by the time that that area was incorporated, it wants you to build the bar up top. So... That was kind of annoying. It was like right on the edge. And so half of the house was in the town and half of the house was out, but I couldn't register it Uh because it wasn't in the town. Uh, But that was because the bar was there and it was saving the spot. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. But I also had another issue where there's kind of some flat area and a little bit of of hills uh, on one side of the town right before it drops down into the mines. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make some more space, clear out some of this walled area and then build some houses out right up to about where it goes down for the mines. The game wouldn't let me. It was outside of the town by, like, two blocks. So I had to, like, cram the house in next to that middle uh, area where the golem is. So I don't know. (laughs) I think part of it was just because it was saving areas for specific builds that you needed to do. But then sometimes it seemed a little bit too strict on – on size on the size of the town and where you could build for it to register as being a a town building i don't know i just liked i I built a lot of stuff on top of each other okay yeah um so that that was like like for example one of the characters wants 
a mushroom cooking room and a bedroom. And so I just built the, um, I built the mushroom room on top of her bedroom because it's kind of like, oh, those are her two areas. And then the miners wanted sleeping quarters and a gym. So I built those on top of each other. And so that's why I didn't have a, a problem with space. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that the village size can just be a little bit weird because there are certain areas that you would think would fit in, but they don't. But yeah, Crumbledon is is fun. I really like the uh, the mining area, too, and just going into the mines. It's just for a game like that is just super fun. <laughs> yeah. To go down yeah. there. Um, yeah. So that game's good. To... Do not. Yeah, mind. it's fun. Do not like the story so far. No. And uh, it it doesn't. It doesn't really get a whole lot better, unfortunately. Like I'm in one of the I'm in one of like the last areas and it's I mean, the stakes are higher and things are happening that are a little bit more interesting, but because it was a plot point that you could see from the beginning of the game, it doesn't really have a whole lot of weight to it. Mm-hmm. Like you're just playing along and you're like, I know what's going to happen. And then it happens and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's cool. Like, like the, one of the last areas is pretty cool with uh, um, how it weaves the story into the landscape, which is interesting. But yeah, because the story is so one note, it, <laughs> it kind of suffers. Yeah, definitely. But Zach beat it. We talked about this last he week. did. Zach finished it and he actually uh, liked how the story wrapped up, which I, I found surprising. Okay. He said that it I, picks I mean, up at the end. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the last area and I haven't finished it yet, so I don't, I haven't seen the actual conclusion of the story yet. But um, I mean, story-wise, it's a little bit better uh, than than the other areas, and I'm excited to see how it actually like unfolds. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I know what happens, but yeah, no, it's a, it's you a cool have no story. idea. You have no idea yeah. what's gonna happen. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, I don't. It's gonna blow your mind. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but no, it's a fun game. I really like it. um anything else besides uh builders 2 life is strange 2 chapter 3 is now done man that chapter was weak that was some weak sauce right Mm -hmm. there first two chapters really good this third chapter was not good introduced a bunch of characters i just did not connect with whatsoever it just it was a slog um Luckily, these chapters have been very unrelated to each other, so I have faith that four could pick it back up. They are all in completely different settings since it's kind of the two brothers like making their run from one end of the country to the other. So they're all very different from each other. But that was just a weak chapter, but we got through it, made some bad choices, made some good choices. <laughs> uh, and episode four actually comes out this month. So it, it sucks when you catch up in those games because usually I played the first Life is Strange with my sister like a year after it had come out. So we just played the entire thing immediately. And now with these episodic games, it's like, hey, well, we got to wait like a few weeks to, to keep going. And it's kind of frustrating sometimes. That's the problem with episodic games, right? Yeah. You either play them as they come out and then you have to wait or you just wait until they're all out. And then uh, the company who makes them doesn't get any sales until the complete edition comes out <laughs> yeah not yeah. a not a great design <laughs> yeah but that's really all i've been up to i've been pretty busy lately uh, i want yeah. to get back into judgment my ps4 has not been hooked up for like a month it's been a long time yeah man yeah you got to get back to judgment yeah my ps4 isn't hooked up either yeah. in case uh people don't know i don't know if you talked about it on last week's episode why i wasn't uh oh we did yeah okay okay you talked about it again i'm back in japan for work so uh been settling in so i don't have 
I haven't had very much time to uh, to play games either. My PS4 is here. I brought my PS4 and my Switch. Both of them are region free, so I can pick up whatever I want here. I also, <laughs> so uh, the guy who I'm taking over for over here left his uh, Japanese Wii U. Yeah, that so is awesome. I I own that now. <laughs> that is awesome. I don't. I was looking uh, up if there were any interesting like japan exclusive yakuza wii u games yakuza besides i mean besides that i mean i already own the one and two hd collection on uh on ps3 but the wii u doesn't really have a whole lot but i was thinking the wii the wii is region locked but i can play japanese wii games on the japanese wii oh u. yeah yeah so that's a good point. that opens up uh, a bunch of doors for uh for playing a bunch of uh of wii games that didn't yeah. come out in the states so that was cool uh, so I own that now. It's uh, it's plugged in. I haven't used it at all yet, but that should be interesting. Did it come with any games to, that they left behind? Uh, Mario Kart 8 was the only oh, one. Oh, nice. You so already own I already, that. But... I already own that, yeah. <laughs> I already own the yeah. better version of that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So have that. Unfortunately, that thing is region locked. So can't play any American Wii U games on that, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, Dude, you can do. just play Super Mario 3D World in Japanese and you won't miss anything. I, I could do that. So yeah, you really yeah. should because that game's awesome. Yeah. So I am a I'm a Wii U owner now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Welcome to the club. Yeah, man. I've, I've joined a very exclusive group of people. You have. Congratulations. Just finding one. Yeah. Um, other, than, other than that, Dragon Quest Builders 2 played a little bit more of that. Uh, like I said, I'm on uh, one of the last areas, uh, and it's fun. One of the one of the later areas um, where it introduces more combat elements, I think, was a bunch of fun. It starts to introduce um, different ways that you can use combat passively with traps and things, uh, and I think that really opened up combat a lot oh. more to something. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. It made the combat. A little bit more interesting uh, and more fun so that was good because that was one of my main issues is that the combat was getting just to one note but uh, but once they introduced that and and how you had to use different traps for different enemies uh, it started to to actually introduce some form of strategy which was good my only issue is that you you put down the traps um, and obviously they don't move they're just there so you want the enemies to walk forward into the traps and then you wail on them when they're in there and the traps are going and everything. But my stupid villagers would go and camp their spawns like a mile ahead of where the traps are. And they just sit there and slowly wail on them like, stop, come back, come back over here so that they can hit the traps, get hurt, and then we can hurt them. Like, <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> the villagers were super stupid. But yeah. uh, I do uh, really appreciate uh, having the traps. And that, and that area in general, that – that entire island where the traps are introduced mm -hmm. was one of my favorites, uh, both because it introduced the traps and story-wise, I think oh. uh, it was more interesting with some of the elements that it introduced. Cool. Um, so, so that was good. I also figured out that you can bring monsters back to your main island, which what? is cool. Yeah, so uh, you get given these little like treats that you can give to monsters and befriend them and bring them back. That's to awesome. Your island. So I just have like a golem rolling around and he can, uh, he's like the worm guy 
where if you drop an item down, he'll turn the uh, the ground into sand. Um, so you can go to all the different islands and collect a bunch of different monsters, which is super cool. And it seems like they all have, or at least some of them have a bunch of different jobs that they can do. So that makes things really interesting. Um, like, like once you get further in the game, it seems like it really opens up options, uh, especially with like the, um, like the material islands that you go to, cause you can go recruit villagers there. You can go and recruit the other like monsters and stuff. So that's cool. So, um, it's opening up, and I'm enjoying it. Good. Uh, other than that, I picked up uh, MLB, or not MLB, just Power Pros. It's uh, <laughs> the Switch version. It's the first time on a Nintendo console in a while, because they have been strictly PlayStation for years. Yeah. Uh, since, like, around, like, 2010, I think. It's it's weird, because the, the PS3 and PS4 versions all have years on them, like you do for most sports games. Like, oh, Power Pros 2018, 2016. This one does not. It's just Power Pros on Switch. It has no year, but it's 2019. Like, it's bizarre. I don't get it. There's right? actually a lot of series that kind of do this. Like, FIFA did it, where it was FIFA 18, FIFA 19 on the other consoles, and then it's FIFA for Nintendo Switch. And I think it comes down to technical limitations for a franchise like that, where they can't put in everything that they're building into these other versions on the higher-powered consoles, so they just call it fifa but you were saying that it's pretty similar otherwise to the playstation one yeah well well the other thing is is that from what i've seen playstation isn't getting one it's just switch oh like 2018 like when i went into the store to pick it up the only one for ps4 was the 2018 version or at least that's all i saw there oh wow so it seems like this is the version for the year but they just don't put the the year on it interesting <laughs> it's it's super weird but yeah besides besides that it's the the gameplay and the look of the game is is very similar uh to the ps4 version i haven't uh dove much into the story mode which is where i think the bulk of the changes come in where they create a new story for you to play through every year. Um, because let's face it for basically every single sports game year over year, it's not going to be that different. No. So I'm not incredibly surprised or anything. Uh, performance is fine. So that's good. The game looks good. Um, and it, and it looks like it has basically the, the same features uh, that the other one did, but it also came with a couple of Amiibo cards, which is oh, cool. Yeah, so there was one of like a doctor character and then like the main Power Pro guy just bundled in. That's awesome. I don't I don't know how to use them yet or or where I'm supposed to use them, but that was cool that it came with some cards. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, uh, just cool to have that on the go. Just another year of it. I enjoy those games so much. So I'm looking forward to to getting into the uh, the story mode and and seeing how they change things up. I but was yeah. at Pink Gorilla in Seattle the other day, and they had a. Uh, Japanese version of Power Pros on the Vita, and I almost picked it up, but I, I did. Is the Vita region free? I think yes. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. you could have. I have a couple on PSP, so or I have one on PSP. Uh, it it again the whole like year thing. How the PSP versions there are some that like have the year on them, and some that don't, and some are like it's very weird. Yeah, it's super really confusing. But since that's all I've been up to, why don't we hop right into the news? Kind of a, a slow week for news, isn't it? Yeah, not a lot is happening. We are just in the dead of summer. No no new game news is, is really happening. Uh, but there are still a few things to talk about. Like Cooking Mama. 
coming back. It was yeah. rated similarly to how Cooking Mama was, or Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz was rated about a week before it was announced to the public. This is the same situation here. So a Cooking Mama game just got like an ESRB rating. Uh, and there's no announcement yet, but it's coming back. It'll be the first time it's on consoles in, I think, 11 or was 10 it, or 11 years. It's been a long it time. Is it that Wii one? There's two on the Wii. Uh, there's Cooking Mama uh, Cook-Off, which is the first one on the Wii. That's and the then one I had. That yeah. one's good. And then there's yeah. Cooking Mama World Kitchen, which like redoes the art style, and it's not very good. Um, <laughs> but it'll be the first one since Cooking Mama World Kitchen. But Nintendo Switch, Cooking Mama Cook Star appears on Australian and German ratings, so look out for an announcement soon. My mom and sister used to play Cooking Mama all the time. It's fun. I enjoyed Cook-Off. I really enjoy playing that with friends, so I'm interested to see how they're... If it's going to be like the same game from years ago, if they're going to try and switch yeah. things up since it's been gone for so long. Yeah, I'm interested to see that too. But that's something I would pick up. Probably be like $40 title, similar to how Monkey Ball is. Yeah, I yeah. forgot. It's kind of cool. There's, I feel like there was about a decade there, like the 2010s, really middle tier games kind of fell off, and it was just super high budget AAA games or indie games. And now it seems like there's kind of a place for these middle tier games again. It seems like they're the double A games are kind of coming back uh, into popularity, yeah. and I think that's really cool to see. Yeah, it's great that they're they're getting supported so that there are just more options mm -hmm. out there if you're not uh, going for the indie scene, but you also don't aren't getting super interested in all the big budget AAA games. Yeah. There's something for you. Yeah, like Battle for Bikini also, Bottom, stuff like that. Yeah. Crash Team Racing coming back. Yeah. Yeah, and it bring it's bringing back a lot of fan favorites too. And hopefully, uh, what this does is is show companies that people are interested in these types of games. Mm -hmm. Maybe not huge grandiose games, but some of these smaller titles that still garner a, a big audience. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Speaking of middle budget games, Concrete Genie, the PS4 exclusive coming out later this year, is going to be $30. Uh, some impressions are starting to come out. It looks pretty positive, but I was actually surprised. I thought this would be a I thought this was going to be a full priced retail title, but $30. I find that exciting, but Kevin, I've seen some reaction on the internet about budget titles. For example, the other day I was on in a Facebook group and someone was saying, is Lost Legacy any good? I had high hopes for it, but because it's a budget title, I thought it might be crap. And I think that's a weird stigma because to me, a budget title means, yeah, it didn't have as many resources. It's probably not as long as a full, a full title, but Lost Legacy is still very good. And Games mm -hmm. like that that cost less still get a bad reputation because of their initial price when really fans should be happy that they don't have to spend that much money on a, on a full price game. Yeah, I I think it goes back to Sonic Forces. I, I think I think about <laughs> like the Wii generation where budget title could be misconstrued with shovelware where you look at a budget title on one of those consoles and you're like, yo, that game is probably going to suck. Like, I think that a lot of them just kind of got lumped together. And budget doesn't have a great connotation, really, either, because it sounds cheap. It does. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else you'd describe it, but budget title sounds like a cheaper version, especially if you're getting a game in a series that is generally a, a much more... Like, like Uncharted Lost Legacy, you have the big regular uncharted games and then yeah. you have what they call a budget title and if someone just hears budget title and doesn't see much else i don't think that that gives it a uh 
a good image to them. Budget title doesn't sound that great. I don't know what how else you describe it, but I, I think it just doesn't have a great connotation to people. But I think, it it, but it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. Because it shouldn't be. Lost Legacy but is that's, great. That's a great game. Right, right. But I think that people just think of it that way. Like budget title means lesser, mm-hmm. but it it's just lesser in scope usually, not mm-hmm. necessarily in quality. Yeah. Like, but here's another example. Wolfenstein Youngblood just came out. Reviews are mixed on that one. It seems like it's pretty okay. That doesn't mean that for 30 or 40 bucks, you can't pop that in and have a fun, stupid weekend just plowing through that game. And then, sure, it might go in one ear and out the other, and you might just completely forget that you played it. But that's kind of what I think a budget title is to me. Like, Far Cry New Dawn, another example that came out earlier this year. People played it, liked it when they were playing it, and then instantly forgot it. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, especially when you're not paying this full $60. Like... It seems like you can't really win because if Youngblood or New Dawn were full price titles, there would be so much backlash because of because of their shorter play times or lower quality. But they automatically get a worse reputation because they cost less. And I just think that's kind of unfair when developers almost do consumers a favor by pricing their games lower and then they yeah, they get this reputation. Yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating because I think people do just look at the lower price tag and they're like, well, it can't, it can't be as good, right? I mean, it's cheaper. The quality's got to be worse. Wolfenstein Youngblood's kind of a weird one, though, because that kind of changed a lot of things from the, the from the series, introducing co-op and turning like the mission design into uh, into these open areas where you go and complete missions rather than a a linear story. So that one's kind of yeah. a weird one since it really changes up the formula and seems more so like a, a complete spin-off of uh of Wolfenstein. But no, I totally get your point that it, it shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately, I think a lot of people just see budget title and they think, "Oh, cheap, not as good quality." Yeah. And it sucks. And I think that's why companies the AAA companies are moving towards just bigger and bigger games that all cost 60 bucks because that's what people expect. And that's, you know, it's like, Oh, I, I have to get the, the $60 next huge AAA game. And then a $40 game comes out and it's like, Oh, I don't want to play that. That's such a small experience or something. It's not worth my time, but that's not usually the case. Yeah. Team Sonic racing was 40 bucks and that was a great time earlier this year. I had a really Sonic fun time forces. playing that. Sonic forces not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, with any game, I think you just have to 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 keep up on uh, on opinions about the game and see if it's actually any good. Because yeah. there are a bunch of budget titles that are great, and then there are that are, there are budget titles that are not, like Sonic Forces, where it's mm-hmm. like, yo, this shouldn't even be forty dollars yeah. for the amount of content that's in the game. Yeah, but but yeah, budget titles should not just equal lesser quality in people's minds. Yeah, and I don't know if it just needs a name change to something else, but. I think it just has a bad connotation. Mm-hmm. Like it just gets paired with shovelware, I think. Yeah. I wonder if that will change when... Because some games don't have that, but that's remakes that don't have it. Like Spyro was, what, 30 or 40, and people love that because it's a known quantity. So maybe some of these remakes can start to turn that opinion around. We'll see. Yeah. Battle for Bikini Bottom, I'm sure. Ban- Banana Blitz is going to be less, too. Speaking of yeah. Banana Blitz, new trailer dropped. It looks pretty much exactly the same as the Wii version. You know... It's a good Super Monkey Ball game when the first word in the trailer is jump. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not excited. I don't think it looks very fun. 
I'm just hoping that the controls feel better. Because Kevin and I were talking before the show. He said, in this one, don't you move the character and not the stage? It's still technically supposed to feel like you're moving the stage, but when you actually have the controller in your hand and you play the original, it does not feel like you're moving the stage. It feels like you're tilting the Wii remote to move the character. And it's just not quite as authentic as the control scheme of the originals. Add that in with the jumping, and it just really... It loses that special feeling of what makes Monkey Ball so good. And the only way I can really describe it is that just the the feeling of moving the stage isn't really there. And so when I get to play it with a control stick, I'll have to see if my opinion changes on that. But that trailer did not sell me whatsoever on on this title, on this upcoming Monkey Ball game. Yeah, well, I wasn't really expecting it to. I mean, if you don't like the original game, yeah. there's not a ton that they can do to really change yeah. your mind without drastically changing the game so much where you consider just making a new game. <laughs> yeah, please make a new game. Just do it. Probably depends on on how this one is received, and unfortunately, they picked Banana Blitz for it. Yeah, some people, well, everyone owned Banana Blitz who had a Wii, pretty much. So many, you see it everywhere. So I think people will buy this game and have nostalgia for it, even though I don't think it's that good. Yeah, so yeah, we'll have to see. Probably, it's probably why they went for it. Yeah, Kevin, this is your favorite type of story. When digital games get pulled from the stores for good, Ducktales Remastered is getting taken, uh, is being removed from these online. Uh, video game console stores because of licensing issues with Disney. We've seen this before. The Scott Pilgrim Xbox Live Arcade game has disappeared for good. The Telltale games will soon disappear for good. And now DuckTales Remastered as well is disappearing, possibly for good. Man. Yeah. Yep, it's just another game where where you just look at what turns into messy licensing after like, you know, a decade where you have multiple companies' hands in a game uh, for certain properties where you think 10, 15 years from now, if if a couple of companies, a game company or Disney or, or you know, come together for a collaboration and make a game and it's great, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen to that game five or 10 years down the line when contracts expire for licenses and, you know, Capcom or whatever doesn't have the rights to sell the game anymore and so they just have to pull it, where... Luckily for DuckTales, there do exist disc versions, so there's still going to be a way to go out and play it. But, for example, Scott Pilgrim, that thing's just wiped. That thing is gone. That thing's gone. Yeah, and so it was a good game that I never got to play. Yeah, yeah, people love that game, and people really like DuckTales as well. I've heard really good things about that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just another thing where right now it sucks, but it's not the end of the world because physical copies still exist. But I, every time a story like this comes out, I get more and more worried about what's going to happen in five to ten years when we're like 90% digital and the only physical copies are limited run or whatever. Yep. Um, when you'll all be playing Google Stadia on your Google Pixel phones. Yeah. And everything just gets pulled randomly one day when you're halfway through it. And it's like, sorry, licensing ran out. Yep. I have a Google Pixel any- now, Kevin. <laughs> okay. So Stadia it is. Stadia. Because that drops, right? Yeah. Getting the Founders Edition uh-huh. or whatever. Yep. I got to get that little stand so I can just hook the controller right here on the phone and then play Doom Eternal on my phone. Yeah, it's great. I'd much rather do that than bring my Switch around. Me too. I'd much rather bring my phone and a controller <laughs> around. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> and our last topic for the day, Pokemon Sword and Shield had a new trailer 
they showed off new Pokemon like Morpeko, the two-sided Pokemon. He's electric and dark type. Uh, he gets hangry, according to the trailer. Uh, he's got some weird abilities, but he's basically the, the Pikachu type for this region, and it looks like he's going to have something to do with the story. Galarian form Pokemon are here. It's just like Alolan form. They're taking old designs and repurposing them to fit this new region. Weezing and now looks like a, a, like a, a chimney? wealthy prospector or a something. A prospector with a huge top well, hat I, that is I, a chimney? Yeah, that's what I think of it as. Yeah. Because he's got the mustache or beard yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a new one that people on the internet are kind of obsessed obsessed with. Zigzagoon and Linoon from the Hoenn region um, are back, and Linoon evolves into a new form, Obstagoon. That's pretty cool. I always actually that- kind of like it when they go back and add new evolutions to Pokemon that didn't have it before. Yeah, it was this... Because it's the Galar region form, I, I hope that it's not just going to be tied only to the <laughs> Galar region for this uh, for this evolution. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you won't be able to play it in the sequel to Sword and Shield. No. <sighs> Great. Yep. <laughs> Pokemon can have Poke jobs. All right. I'm going to put my Pokemon to work when they're not fighting for me. That's good. And yeah. then they showed off a couple new rivals as well. And the new team, Team Yell. <laughs> it's a really good name. You know what, Kevin? Did you know that there was a massive Pokemon leak like three months ago that confirmed Dynamaxing, Gigantamaxing, and now Team Yell? They they called Team Yell. They called Team Yell. So it's it's looking like that leak is 100% accurate. Uh, They also talk about what the evolutions of the three starters will be. We don't know that yet, but if you want an idea of what those are, just look up that leak and then the descriptions are probably going to turn out to be accurate. Yeah, the name Team Yell sounds like so. <laughs> it's, it's so horrible. simple that that it's like, oh yeah, that's got to be a fake leak, and then it's true. <laughs> Team Yell, they were I... out of ideas, man. Oh man, I why don't do know. we need a team? Why do we need a team every single time? I'm over it. Because you have to have an antagonist. But it has to be a team. It's like, whatever. I don't know because at this point we have to we have to follow the formula. You have to follow the Pokemon recipe. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, it for news this week, Kevin. I'm I'm done talking about Team Yell. <laughs> okay. All right. And now we're going to do a little bit of a transition. Uh, Zach is not here for this episode, but uh, we do have a recording from a couple of weeks ago when we were all together uh, doing an O2 about last-gen consoles. Uh, me, Logan, and Zach were all together, so we decided that we wanted to record this uh, before we all left. So... Uh, We're going to swing it over to that, so enjoy uh, Ode 2 Last Gen Consoles. Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Fanley, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? Doing really well, Kevin. That's good. How you doing, Zach? You're also here? I'm great, and I am here. That's good. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're all in the same room recording this. It's it's nice to be together with everybody, and with the end of the console generation coming up soon with PS4 and Xbox One on their way out, I thought we'd take a look back at... The last generation, not this one. We've talked about that before. We're going to go a little bit further back and talk about the gen before the PS4 and the Xbox One. 360, Wii, PS3, and... Wii U, kind the, of. The Wii U, I still don't know where to put it. You know, the really. Wii U is supposed to be a part of the Xbox One. PS4. I guess yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah. But the Switch. Yeah. And the Switch has been out for a couple of years. Yeah. So, it, yeah. 
it's weird. But we're going to lump it in with the with the last gens because it's going to be phased out as well. I mean, these consoles have already been phased out for the most part, but uh, once we get to the point where, you know, you can't walk into a GameStop and, and pick up a game from that console anymore because that's going to happen relatively soon, it's pretty safe to say that that's, that's pretty much phased out if you're not going for, like, you know, retro collecting. It's going to get to that point. So we thought we'd take a look back at the last generation of consoles, starting with the Wii U. Worst sales out of the bunch yeah. by far. <laughs> The Wii U is amazing, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. I love the Wii U. I call it my favorite console. I will stand by that right here today. It has a great library of first-party Nintendo games that I think it's pretty overlooked. Uh, Super Mario 3D World is awesome, but people didn't like it because it wasn't Galaxy 3. There's always a but with these games. Tropical Freeze is amazing, but people didn't like it because it wasn't a new Metroid from Retro Studios. There's all these incredible games. Splatoon was awesome. Pokken Tournament, Star Fox Zero. Not so much. <laughs> Amiibo Festival, oh. Mario Tennis Ultra Smash, Sing Party. Haven't popped it in yet, but I have it. So that's technically a first-party game? It is. Like Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land, I think, is more fun than Wii Sports. Have either of you ever played Nintendo Land? I played it for like a half hour, but I've uh, we only got a couple of mini-games put in. put a little bit of time into it. I remember really enjoying the Animal Crossing one where you had to shake the candy off the trees and then their heads would grow. We should play that right after we record this. Really? That just occurred to me. You love that game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Animal Crossing. And then the... the Animal Crossing one. The Mario the Chaser. The one and the Mario Chaser Oh, and one. the Ghost one. Yeah, I've, I've played that game yeah. quite a bit, actually. They're all really good. Yeah. yeah, but it didn't have the same like appeal as Wii Sports did. Well, it also didn't get packed in, right? That was one it where you had to, to pay an extra... 50 was bucks. it 50 bucks and you get a game and more storage space? Yeah. Which yeah. was worth it. It was 350 for the console and Nintendo Land. And I don't know. I thought it was fine pricing. People thought it was high at the time, but I didn't think it was all that high. Yeah, well, uh, to be fair, though, the Switch at 300 bucks when that dropped, people were saying that that was kind of too expensive. Which people is, were, I also think, wrong. I think that's a very good um, price for, for that but machine. But, I mean, if the masses think that that's not a good deal, the masses yeah. probably won't buy it. Yeah. I'm not sure Xbox how much one that was 500 dillards. 500 bucks at once. 500. Yeah, PS4 was At least 400. it wasn't PS3. <laughs> Yeah, PS3 bucks. blows everything out of yeah. the water in stupid yeah. pricing. But I love the Wii U. Um, but like Kevin was talking about before the show, the, the releases on this thing is just drip-fed to you. You'd have one release a month. I think I've said this on the show before. I remember I was just at my grocery store, went to the electronics section. It was the day after Pokken Tournament had come out on the Wii U. I was like, I don't need Pokken Tournament. I had not even thought about purchasing it once in my life. I walked into that store and I bought it. Because it was like a new Wii U game. And it's like, you almost felt like you had to buy one when it came because they were so few and far between. Yeah, nah, that one's not that good. Yeah. If, if you want to have some fun uh, with friends, go and look up the Wii U release calendar and just read through it. Because yeah. it is magnificent how barren some of those months are. Mm -hmm. Where you go through well, like a six or seven month stretch where there was just nothing. Like, mm -hmm. like not even like, oh, you know, there's not too much first party Nintendo stuff, but there's some other good stuff. It was like nothing mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. But what, what I really love about the Wii U, though, is because it was such a failure and no one had it, it forced Nintendo to take risks. We saw Splatoon, a new IP, one of the first new IPs in a long time, which I don't think we would have gotten, besides the Wii stuff. I do not count the Wii stuff. But I don't think we would have gotten something that creative if it weren't for the Wii U and they were just trying different things. Mario Maker, they handed over creating their most legendary 
uh, mascots levels to the fans. And I don't think that would have happened if the Wii wasn't a failure and they weren't just trying to catch attention. So I think that's what it should be remembered for. And now the Switch is benefiting greatly by getting games like Mario Maker 2 yeah. and Splatoon 2 and a ton of Wii U ports that are mostly all really good games. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot of good games. And when you can supplement the Switch's library with all those, that's fantastic. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Yoshi's Woolly World's another good one. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse is okay. It's not the best. It was only 40 bucks though, so... That's Budget title. Sonic yeah. Forces. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> great. not great. Yeah, it's, it's just... A, it's actually... I talk about how good the exclusive lineup is, but there's actually kind of a mixed bag when you get further into it. When you look at like the Amiibo festivals and the yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But Super Mario 3D World, Breath of the Wild is on that machine too. That can't be Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's and, and you got the uh, the HD remasters of the oh, other yeah. Zelda games as well. Yeah. Wind Waker HD. Oh yeah, I just played the, the Wind Waker HD mm-hmm. remaster on yeah. the Wii U. Yeah. So a Wii U was worth having. Um, if you if you could afford it, if you could have another console to supplement it with at the time, mm-hmm. a Wii U was definitely worth it. The other having. big thing with the Wii U now is the virtual console. Since oh, yeah. Nintendo was hell bent on not uh, not giving us that mm-hmm. with uh, Nintendo Switch Online, Wii U is your last chance to to pick up all those games digitally right now. Yeah, that's how I played Earthbound for the first time, which is one of my favorite games ever. It was on the Wii U. So thanks Wii yeah. U. Thanks Wii U. I love you. <laughs> Smash Bros. Didn't even say that. That yeah. game rocks. Yeah, Smash Bros. Smash Four. We got Ultimate. Yeah. Yeah, Wii U. Mm, that was. An interesting time. It. I look back on those days and am, am dumbfounded by how easy it was to just overlook all of that and just not care. Like, I had my 3DS and I would play my 3DS games and that was fun. But it was amazing how, like, transparent it all was. Like, it just wasn't even there. Like, it had no presence. Mm-hmm. It was wild. And then Mario Maker came along and that was, like, the only thing because that got the internet talking. But it, it just kind of just disappeared. It's yeah. weird. I I haven't seen anything like that before. Yeah, because it didn't have an exclusive Zelda. Breath of the Wild was supposed to be its exclusive Zelda. It didn't have that. It didn't have a big adventurous 3D Mario like Galaxy Sunshine 64. It had a great 3D Mario, but it wasn't that huge that huge title that people kind of look for. And I think that's kind of where it fell short. Yeah, yeah. Never Plus owned the it, marketing's but... disgusting. Yeah, yeah. You see all those comparisons <laughs> with the with the Wii U commercials and the Switch commercials, and you're like, oh man. Thank goodness we're here when mm-hmm. when you don't have to have uh, kids telling their parents mm-hmm. why they should buy them a Wii yeah. U. And it's like, Ew. The last like, thing, we wouldn't be here without those missteps. They yeah. learned from that, and yeah. now the Switch has great marketing and is a great console. Great marketing, and the idea was probably born out of the Wii U gamepad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yo, this doesn't work, but we could <laughs> we could turn it into something yes. that works. Yeah. And the battery life may not be as, as uh, big of a factor because it's uh, handheld and it's fine. You can plug it in. You don't need to plug in your gamepad every five minutes. Yeah. But, yeah. But now they've made the Switch Lite, and now they have to plug it in every five minutes. (laughs) It's got a better battery life. Okay, yeah, that's fair. It's what, you're one of 20? Less. I think 16 million. 16 million. Yeah. 16 million Wii U owners. Mm -hmm. Exclusive group. (laughs) All right, now we jump way up, because the (laughs) other three consoles are just a million miles ahead. These two consoles uh, were neck and neck at the end, but... Uh, from what I had seen, it was the 360 that came out on top by maybe a million. Yeah. So uh, we'll switch over to the PS3. And I think we're going to have to hand it over to Zach mostly because... Yeah, I'm the um, biggest PS3 guy here. <laughs> yeah, because until the crazy. PS4 rolled around, I didn't really care about PlayStation. I even owned yeah. the PS3. I, I mean, it, on it. it was weird because when I was a kid, I was huge Sony. Like PlayStation 1 straight to PlayStation 2. And then I got a Wii and it had been years since I had been PlayStation. So when I got a PlayStation 3 back in 
you know, in 2011, it was like a rejuvenation for me for this whole Sony thing. It, it reminded me how much I love these kinds of games. And it was especially important because the PS3 that I bought came with Uncharted 2. So that was like the beginning of an era because I don't know if I would have ever bought that game if it, if it didn't come with my PlayStation, which is crazy. And then the first game I bought bought was Tekken 6, which was one of the main reasons I bought that game because I really, I, I usually just buy the next generation when the Tekken games comes out which is just a weird habit that I have. But just the PS3, when, when did you get your PS3, Kevin? When I So I got my PS3 with uh, my laptop because my laptop was a Sony Vio and Best Buy was doing this uh, promotion, I guess, where I buy the computer and they give me a free PlayStation 3. So I yeah, want to say that that was... Buy a computer, get a free PlayStation? Mm-hmm. The that computer was so 1500 weird. bucks though. Oh, yeah, that is... Um, but oh, yeah, was it that, free... that chunky boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, that, besides the fact that that had a hard drive failure uh, in the first year, about a week before the uh, the warranty went up, so that was fine, I had no issues with it until it just got old. Like, it lasted a while. Nice. But I want to say that was 2012 or 2013. Um, yeah. I don't even I mean, I got mine for free, but both of us hopped in after the initial $600 Which is nightmare. Amazing. And also, I really hate the look of the original fat PS3. I hate the way it looks. Like the slim everything to me, about like the design of those and the box art. The box art for yeah. the original games with the PlayStation 3 oh, thing I on the side it. It and is the tiny PS3 up in the corner on the, so on the spine. Aesthetically displeasing. Yeah. 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 It's just not not ideal and to charge so much money for that it's mm-hmm. just with the famous quote gamers will want a second job to afford a ps3 it's yeah. disgusting no no we yeah. don't yeah that's I mean, why we had xbox to wait. was able to take that and run with it and yeah just, oh absolutely you know, just kill them early on mm-hmm. but by the way i just looked up the most recent sales i mean obviously it's been a few years yeah yeah, yeah. but 84 million xbox 360s 80 million ps3s is okay. about what it looks like right. so, yeah, very close yeah, yeah that is neck and neck. it was close i mean it's certainly a console uh, credit to sony though because they really revived the ps3 uh, yeah with with the slim and just that entire rebranding I don't want to put it all down to box art, but hey, that box art looks way better. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But just in general, I feel like they turned like a complete 180, and that was the only reason they got as close to the 360 mm-hmm. by the end as they did. Yeah, and um, then carrying such titles like The Last of Us, you know, all those exclusives. The Last of Us, what, three months? Three months. Four or five before, months before the PS4 came out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, weird timing, but you can't complain, and then they made the remaster for PS4, but... One thing that I particularly am bitter about about my PS3 was that it died. It, it Slim that died. The Slim died, surprisingly. It lasted, I think, maybe four years, three or four years, until the the disc reader just stopped. Like, I tried to play Grand Theft Auto V one day, and then it just wouldn't read the disc. So I kept looking it up, and that it was sucks. like, yeah, you're going to have to open your PS3 oh, okay. to get... Yeah, so, it's you over. know, <laughs> stupid little me, just, oh, okay, and I opened it, and it didn't get any better. I think it got worse. So oh, for sure. That, that yeah. idea was scrapped, and then I had to move on from there. So that was the sad ending of my PS3 until I bought a new one. Not... Uh, it was at the end, like a year ago. I bought one a year ago from a buddy of mine who was selling his, and I got a real good deal—a bunch of games and his PS3 for about forty bucks. Yeah, that is a yeah. It was it was deal. it was yeah. an incredible deal, and I, I now I can go back and play slim? all those. Yeah, slim, and now I can just go back and play all those games that I missed out on. Uh, Man, that I wasn't the like, one disappointment yeah. from the slim is that they removed the backwards compatibility. Oh, because horrible. There was, yeah, there were so many things that they could remove from the original PS3. Like, why in the world does that thing have like four USB slots yeah. and then like a mm-hmm. card reader, like a SD card? Like, 
it's there's like a so PC. much there's so much random crap on there so like i can understand why they cut out a bunch of that stuff but it, it does suck that they had to remove ps2 com- compatibility but one of the things that like makes me feel a lot better about that is that they released a crap ton of collections they of did. old games yeah. like the sly cooper series the jack and daxter series Ratchet and clank was on there. shadow of the Colossus, is there a ratchet and, and, clank ratchet and clank ratchet collection and clank collection i mean god of war collection if is on there's there something you want to go back to you could probably find it somewhere so it's not the biggest deal in the world and they did they did a good job and they still do to an extent of uh, of keeping up on their legacy titles uh, yeah you can buy a lot mm-hmm. of uh of ps1 and ps2 games digitally on uh, on the ps3 yeah so they did a really good job with that um i have a ps3 you do you've played it for how long like 20 not months? long i got <laughs> it for, it for free you. from a different one of zach's friends i have yeah. friends with ps3s <laughs> who's getting rid of it yeah and i have little big planet one and two the last of us all three uncharted's because i found them for like two bucks each yeah they're yeah. pretty cheap now and nino kuni oh, yeah. yeah nino kuni which yeah. is remaster. remaster now i did play nino kuni on that that was that was probably the one big game that i played on it because I played Yakuza 5. Uh, I bought that digitally when it came out. But that came out after the PS4 had been out yeah. for over a year. <laughs> that came out in 2015. Uh, and that was not a good jumping in point. I'm sorry. It's Yakuza 5. I love that game. But it is not a good jumping in point story-wise. No. So I look back on uh, the PS3. Uh, and besides getting to the Yakuza games later, it was Nino Kuni that I played on it. Yeah. That game is fantastic. I also played Nino And I'm glad PS3, that yeah. it's getting uh, a remaster that will reach out to more people than just uh, people on Sony. Yeah, that game deserves uh, to be played by a lot of people. It's really good. But Yeah, and like I haven't played that many PS3 games, but like played the Uncharted collection and Last of Us on PS4. Which, yeah. As we said, were PS3 games, so those are all amazing. That Incredible. That were exclusive on that platform. Also played Portal 2 multiplayer on on the PS3 was, I think, the main game that I played on that. But yeah, the first time I ever saw a PS3 was at a friend's house in middle school, and he was playing um, Uncharted 2, and he was climbing the train. And I was like, what is this? This is so cool. And then I didn't think about Uncharted for like eight years, <laughs> and then I played them all. Huh. And say what you will about that, the build quality of the PS3 controller not being good. I hate it. Rechargeable battery. Yeah. That was the one thing that it had controller-wise over the 360. Mm-hmm. I still hate the battery pack on, mm-hmm. on the 360. I'm yeah. so glad the PS3 had a rechargeable battery on there. Yeah. Real nice. Yeah. It's a good console in the end. It, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because both uh, both the 360 and the PS3 had some rough, rough launches. If we get into the 360 now, yeah, those fats, the fat 360s, the Elite, the Arcade. First off, I the the names of those the the arcade really version know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. there's an elite version that my friends had but their family also worked for microsoft so i think they they just got those but yeah there was the elite one and then there was the arcade i think it had something to do with uh amount of memory or something That's in there stupid yeah so there were a couple of different uh skews of it but man those things failed all the time like my friends who had red fat 360s red rings all the time yeah. like i had a friend who had to send it in multiple times mm-hmm. like I am surprised that the 360 was able to get as ahead of the PS3 as it did, even with the PS3 shooting itself in the foot with the $600 price tag. Yeah. Because, come to find out now, the the failure rate on the fat 360s is about 50%. (laughs) That is insane. One out of two. You look to your friend. If you two had 360s, you look (laughs) to your friend. One of you has got a red ring if you had a fat. I have a fat that still works to this day. Well, congratulations, other person. Yeah. Yeah, who's my counterpart? Did either of you? 
Oh, you didn't have one, did you? I didn't have a fat, but I have a friend whose fat still works, I believe. Oh, man. We were just skewing that average. Yeah, two people. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I I had more friends that had them red ring. Yeah. And I just remember the, the ordeal they had to go through with sending... They would send it in to Microsoft... And then they'd send it back and it would work and then it would red ring again. They'd send it back in. They'd fix it again. Send it back and red ring again. They'd send it in and then they'd be like, yeah, we can't fix this. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. Like <laughs> what it is, is just a, a mess in there. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm still surprised that it got off to, to such a good start because of that. But once the Slim rolled around, man, the 360 Slim is a fantastic console. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I hopped in. And yeah. I'm glad I did. Something we haven't mentioned yet is the PS3 and the 360 were the introduction to HD gaming. Yeah. Which is kind of HDMI's. Yeah. Best yeah. cable. I, I used to use the old cables on yeah. my 360 oh, yeah. back I in the day. I did too. Yeah. 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 Um, but the 360 is where I had that moment that I think everybody has um, at some point, maybe even multiple times. You see a game and you're like, it's never going to look better than this. And that was on the 360. I got Battlefield 3 um, back in my very brief first person shooter uh, binge. And that game takes a 40 gig install, which at the time was like, yeah. what? Well, I have to because 40 gigabytes? the base 360 Slim models hard drive was two, two yeah. gigs. I bought like an extra 200 uh, gig hard drive, which I really haven't ever used. But the storage size in the base version of that was incredibly small. Mm-hmm. And then I had the, I have a Slim, but it's the one that came with a Kinect. So it's four gigs. Oh, so, fancy. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, so I, I had to get an external to install yep. Battlefield 3, and I just remember starting this deathmatch on the city street, just walking around, and like a bomb goes off, and like the screen, like some windows shatter, um, a car alarm goes off, and like, this looks like real life, and now you look at it, and you're like, that looks like a 360 <laughs> yeah. game, yeah. but it's insane, and that was my first moment, because that game came out pretty late in the game for the Xbox, I think, I think 2011. And so I played it. I didn't get a 360 until I think 2010. So four years after it came out. And I had just been on Nintendo playing those Wii graphics the whole time. So when I jumped from that to like Halo Reach and Battlefield 3 and games like that, it blew my mind at the time. GTA 5 was the one for me. And that game to this day still looks good on last gen hardware, whether it's the 360 Mm -hmm. or the PS3. I'm -hmm. I'm surprised at how good that game looks. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember picking it up like... A week after my 17th birthday, when you're able to buy M games, like, yo, this is perfect. Uh, GTA 5 was was so cool. I looked at that game, I was like, this this is real. Like, this is incredible. The, the three storylines and that the the size of the map with the amount of things you could do in that world. And then when GTA Online came out, like, that was the thing to do back in the day. Yeah. Like, I had a group of friends and we'd all just get on and play GTA Online once uh, all those server nonsense yeah. garbage went... <laughs> struggling to get that thing to work though <laughs> when when you're getting on there and you try and like get in with your character and then it load forever and then kick you out oh that was a mess but but gta 5 was was the game for me on the 360 where i'm like this is this is next gen on current gen this is incredible and now you look and at now, it, then it and now they have gen. the next gen version yeah. i'm like yo this looks way better i bet gta 5 is going to come out on consoles <laughs> not I mean, it'll at least get like a digital yeah. version or something oh sure yeah probably bring it back i mean the um, online multiplayer is still huge yeah, yeah they're they're still raking in yeah. money on that mm-hmm. uh there's a bunch of other games on the 360 that i played a lot of viva pinata i was going on about it mm-hmm. great game one of the last really good rare games the saints row series also on ps3 but i played them uh, on 360 
I mean, Saints Row 1 and 2 don't look very good, but they are uh, loads of fun uh, to play through. In some ways, more fun uh, than GTA is. Test Drive Unlimited was one that I really enjoyed on the 360. Uh, it was an open-world racing game where you got to race on the entire island of Oahu and just race oh, around. And, and like It was almost like a virtual life sim with cars where you'd like build up your uh, garage. Like it was, it was Forza Horizon before Horizon came out. That was... That was the big open world racing game uh, that I first played, and I played the heck out of it, playing it online with some friends. They had they had a race where you had to race around the edge of the entire island, and it would take an hour. <laughs> and oh you did, and I did it because you got a bunch of money for it. Um, but I I played the nuts out of Test Drive Unlimited, the Halo games, great stuff. Halo Three and Reach were the ones that I played a lot of, and then. Uh, <laughs> Just a quick mention to Sonic 06 because it was oh, yeah. part of the first group of games that I ever got for my system. And then I believe I put it in for about 10 minutes and then set it down uh, for years for until we years. all got together and finally played it. That's uh, why we're sitting at this table. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic 06 Sonic for the 06. Xbox 360 yeah. is the reason we I are bringing this podcast to you. <laughs> when I got my 360, I got Sonic 06, Forza 2, and Trouble in Paradise, Viva Pinata. So. Mm-hmm. One game's really good. One of those games is pretty good, and then one of them's awful. Sonic 06 is also one of the first games I got for the 360. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's just the one everyone yeah. gets because it's Sonic, and it is base Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog, and it was a platinum hit seller, so people probably got suckered into it. Yeah. <laughs> so Halo is actually the reason I ever got into Xbox at all. My dad went over to our neighbor's house, who's always been a huge Xbox guy, and he saw Halo Reach, and he comes back, and he's like, man. I just saw this Halo game. I think I need an Xbox now. He, he gets an Xbox. We go out. We buy Halo. I'm sitting there watching him play it. I'm like, does this thing have split screen? He's like, oh, I don't know. So I just picked up the controller, hit start, and then now Halo's one of my favorite series ever. That was my the first 360 game I ever played was Halo Reach, and it's just so good. That's still my favorite Halo game to this day. Um, another reason we got an Xbox was huge Banjo-Kazooie fans back in the day. Oh, <sighs> oof, I'm sorry. Got nuts and bolts. I probably watched my dad play the first three hours of that. It was terrible. It's not fun. Not fun to watch. Didn't look fun to play. I think we got rid of it, actually. Yeah. Not a fan of Nuts and Bolts. You got Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. You got Perfect Dark Zero. Some stellar early Rare titles yeah. there. And then Viva Pinata was there, which was yeah. good. And then, other than that, I played um, a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops 1 with my friend. Like, for a few months every night. Get home and just play Call of Duty. Was so excited for Black Ops 2. Picked it up was just garbage at it, never got good. I was never that good at Call of Duty Black Ops. But then after Black Ops 2, go back to Call of Duty Black Ops, and I was a god, because all the good players were yeah, yeah, playing Black to Ops 2. Yeah. So I was just destroying, and that was a fun couple-week period when I was Where good. People were still actually playing it at all. Yeah, but they, they weren't but they weren't very good. Yeah, and then you already mentioned Sonic 06, Sonic Generations. Sonic Generations. My favorite 360 yeah. game. That game is amazing. Um, yeah, I remember when it came out. I, I plowed through the whole thing in like a weekend. Um, yeah, that game is super good. I associate 360 mostly with Sonic because 06 Unleashed Generations, um, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. Oh yeah, Free Riders, Free not good. Riders, yes. Talk about yeah. the Connect for a second. What what games? Uh, so I had oh we had Dance Central. We had a couple of those party games. One was like the Jungle Adventure, and mm-hmm. one Jungle Joyride. No, that Jungle was it? No, were you riding a car? No, that was that was a different one. Okay. This one was another one of the party games uh, where you're just doing like different mini games, okay. but it's in more of a jungle setting with like this raft and mm-hmm. stuff, something adventures. I feel and then like we I had, know what you're talking and about. And then we had yeah. the sports one. I think those are the four we had. Mm. Um, and I remember when we got it, it was in the wintertime, and 
we had a bunch of people over for parties for like New Year's and Christmas and stuff. And it was a bunch of fun playing with everybody. And then after that, I never touched it again no. forever. And then I sold it because I, <laughs> it, it, it's just a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not a good way to control things. Those menus. Ugh. Do you remember what you had to do? To get it to go to the home menu, you had to hold out your arm at a 45 degree angle and just stand completely straight while it would try and register that. It was terrible. Also, our room wasn't big enough, so we had to, like, push the couch out of the way and the tables and just rearrange everything in the room to get the thing to work. So impractical. Uh, yeah. I had a Wipeout game, Wipeout in the Zone, based on the, the TV show Wipeout, and yeah. it was really fun. That game's really good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, just a lot of running and jumping and, like, trying to grab onto stuff with your hands. Yeah. Fairly responsive. That was one of the better Connect experiences I had. Free Riders was terrible. Yeah. That game does not respond at all. You'll be like bending over so far and they just barely turn. That game is unplayable. <laughs> Two players is one of the worst experiences How? I've ever Ooh. had. You stand side by side and try to make it work. Connect Star Wars. The main reason that we got to connect absolutely sucked. Yeah. That game is terrible. You just got the Dance Central ripoff in there though. Yeah, there's dancing, there's star fighting, there's like two lightsaber battles. Yeah, it's not very Did you good. say there was dancing in Star Wars Connect? Yeah, there's yeah. some weird disco dance because mode. Because that oh. was the only thing anybody ever yeah. liked was, like, Dance Central. That yeah. was the big thing. Weird. Yeah. I just didn't get any, like, full gaming experiences from those. Like, I don't know what what came out later, because there were other, you know, Connect titles that came along. But from what I had played, it just didn't seem possible to get, like, a a true like full gaming experience from just a regular game it just didn't seem possible and i just wasn't interested yeah also shout out to all the games that on like the little top said better with connect or whatever <laughs> yeah it's like mass effect 3 better with connect I'm like, i highly doubt that it's <laughs> a lie highly doubt yeah. that i'm pretty sure mass effect 3 is pretty good with a controller yeah, yeah. connect why am i glad they phased that out on the one mm -hmm. they just had to do it because louis PlayStation Move, yeah. Connect. PlayStation Move was just a Wii. It was yeah. just the Wii. I'm at least glad that Microsoft tried something different with the Connect, mm -hmm. Even if it didn't really work out that well, at least it wasn't the Move where it is literally a, a Wii. Yeah. It's got the controllers. Like, yeah. connected something different, and it, and it just didn't work. Yeah. Kind of like VR, but before VR really was possible. Yeah. Yeah, Connect. Uh, you see a lot of those at uh, Goodwills. You do. You see a lot of Connects. You see a lot of Wii Fits. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Wii Fit boards. Yeah. Let's hop right into the Wii. Oh, <laughs> on, that, on that note, with the Wii Fit board, the Wii, Wii what, sold like 100 and, 110 million, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Crazy amount. Yeah, that. Crazy. Wii Sports, man. When that came out, mm -hmm. playing that for the first time. That game blew my mind. Like, I, I look back on it, and it's such a simple game, but it was mind blowing yeah. back in the day. And just hanging out with friends and just playing bowling for forever. Yeah. Throwing the ball behind and watching <laughs> the, the dudes jump oh, around. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was wild, and that just came with the console. Like, yeah, that's what sold everybody. Like, all of my friends and family, uh, family friends who weren't really into gaming, got a Wii and got Wii Sports and just played that. Like, mm -hmm. it was crazy. Yeah, my grandma still to this day uses uh, Wii bowling just to get her like minutes of activity every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and still. Yeah, she has one of the the Wii Minis, the top loader Wii wow. that doesn't connect to the oh. internet or have backwards play. compatibility or yeah. anything. Yeah, and she just has Wii Sports and she just does bowling every day. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's some people that do that with that and like Wii Fit and mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that still do that. But yeah, uh, it's funny because I think back to all of my friends who got a Wii 
right when it was coming out and when the craze was at its peak. And I also remember all of them getting rid of their Wii's. Like every single one of them would just like chuck it in the garbage because in literally well not not oh, in the garbage. I'm yeah. honestly I don't really know. I know they just got rid of it, but it it kind of felt like the steam didn't last too terribly long. I like, can vouch for that because I used the Wii to fill the gap between the PS2 and the PS3, and then I just sold the Wii yeah. off and I got a PS3. And I think that's why a lot of those later games didn't really sell as well as they probably should have with the install base. I feel like people just didn't care. Yeah. Like after that initial craze of, of Wii Sports and possibly getting everyone and Mario back Kart with, Wii. That and Mario Kart Wii. Like hundred million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those those Some first big amount. titles were huge. And then yeah. no one picked anything else up. It was weird. Mm -hmm. No one got drawn from from Wii Sports and, and Mario Kart to some of these other uh, smaller franchises, uh, you know, like a Kirby or or a Punch-Out or a Donkey Kong or something. They were all on yeah. there, and I'm sure they sold relatively well, but it just felt like the the audience wasn't really interested in that. Oh, yeah, well, how many Wiis, yeah, how many Wii owners do you know that just have Wii Sports and Mario Kart and Smash? That's yeah. it? Yeah, there's a bunch of people that are like that. Or Dance Dance Revolution, or Guitar yeah. Hero. Yeah, or Guitar or, Hero. Yeah. We or fit. any of the number of mm -hmm. awful shovelware games. We play, we music. Yeah. Oh, we party, God, all we that crap. Music. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's really weird. It's like it transcended gamers and like it. it, it yeah, did this everybody thing. had one. Yeah, but they weren't like traditional gamers. They would mm -hmm. just get those basic party titles to play with or casually yeah. or play with other people, which is fine. I mean, it's a great way, and it was like a gimmick because of the Motion Plus, like we said, was crazy at the time. But mm -hmm. man, that. I loved it. I, I loved it a lot. Yeah, I I enjoyed my Wii. I had a bunch of good times with that. And there's a bunch of good games on there that I think get overlooked by either the the big titles or or just the fact that a lot of people didn't pick up some of the some of the smaller titles that didn't appeal to the the big demographic of, of Wii owners that were just uh, just there for Mario Kart and, and Wii Sports or Wii Fit or whatever. Wii Sports Resort was leagues better than Wii Sports, Wii Sports. Resort is incredible. And yeah. everyone should play this game. The amount of time I spent flying over the island. Woohoo like, Island is my favorite And getting all island. of the little information things. Oh. I just did that with my friend for hours. Yeah. That, doing the like sword fighting across the bridge. Yeah. I did that so many times. I love Wii Sports Resort. It just got a little messy because it's like, I need this little dongle to plug was into Was that your the ear, introduction of Wii Motion Plus? That was. Yes, that that was. was yeah. the launch title. I remember that. Which they came in the box. Mm -hmm. They couldn't have picked a better title. To oh, launch yeah. Wii Motion Plus with well, it makes it the sense because they launched right? the Wii yeah. with Wii Sports and yeah. then they launched the Wii Motion Plus with Wii Sports Resort. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But that was like the only way to get Wii Motion Plus into the hands of as many people as yeah. possible. Mm -hmm. um, I think the reason that the Wii lost steam is like I I hear people tell stories of the day they got their Wii and they plug it in and they're like for Twilight Princess and they're like oh it doesn't look better than that. And so they order these new cables in the mail that Nintendo recommends. Instead of just the composite, the red, uh, white, yellow, mm. you got the green, green, blue, blue, red, yeah. red. And you plug those in and it still doesn't look that much better. And I think people just got tired of standard definition of 480p gaming. And we're like, no, we need, it's, yeah. it's the HD era. And I think that is why the Wii lost so much steam. Well, you, like get, did. you get a combo of, of people who just aren't interested in going off the beaten path of games that... Just the people who are there for, for Wii Sports. And then you have the people who are hardcore, relatively hardcore gamers that come three or four years after the Wii's out and the 360 and the PS3 are rolling along with HD graphics and you're just looking over to the other side and you're like, really? Like, this is this is what I'm getting right now? I know I felt that when I would go over to friends' houses and they had a 360 yeah. or a PS3 and I'm yeah. like, 
my game looks like crap. That is like, why I opted in for the PS3. Yeah. Like, you get a combo of that, and that is so many people mm-hmm. just dropping it and moving to something else. And there's a bunch of good games that I think got overlooked on there. Like what ones? Let's get into it. Let's get into some games. <laughs> oh. Besides uh, Wii Sports Resort, uh, I'll just throw Super Mario Galaxy. The Galaxy games are fantastic. Uh, launch title, Excite Truck. That game is... <laughs> it. It's a simple, um, you know, Wii motion racing game, yeah. but that game is really good, especially for a, uh, a launch title. Little King Story, one of my favorite games uh, on the platform. It's just so different, uh, just building up this kingdom and then going out and fighting and using like the Pikmin style of uh, of troops where you have like a group of, of guys that you command to do things. Like it, it was captivating as a kid to me. Uh, Harvest Moon games on there, Tree of Tranquility and... Um, Animal Parade were good. Rune Factory Frontier was another really good one on there. There was uh, MLB Power Pros. I got to throw it out there. One of the best sports games of all time. Um, there's some Kirby games on there. We've been playing those recently. Those are good. Xenoblade Chronicles is another one that was also just <laughs> just did not sell, even though people wanted it. For whatever reason, they didn't stock it very well. Um, GameStop exclusive. Yeah, GameStop exclusive. Just screwing people over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff on there. And then just... Uh, some smaller titles, No More Heroes is on there, and... Um, uh, Red Steel was really good. <laughs> was it? Red Steel 2 was good. Was Red Steel good? It was I good never, for me. I never played Red Steel. I really liked Red Steel 2. Okay. Maybe maybe Red Steel 2 is the good one. I don't know. I never played the first one. <laughs> I know one of them's bad. Yeah. Like, I don't know really which one. really bad. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, there was what the uh, Wario Land was on there. Was it Wario Land? Shake it. That game's Wario good. Land Shake it. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a bunch of games that Donkey Kong Country of, Returns. Donkey Kong Country Returns. That game's amazing. Yeah. There's yeah. a bunch of good stuff on there, but I think a lot of it just got passed aside by people who just weren't interested. In... You know, one of the best Wii games that I don't think did that well. WarioWare Smooth Moves. Mm. That game's amazing. And like, I think a lot of people got tired of motion controls by the end. Yeah. And WarioWare Smooth Moves is like the best example of motion controls on the Wii. Because like WarioWare is just, it's so good at showing off what a system can do. Whether it's the, the tilt sensor on the Game Boy, the touchscreen on the DS, or the motion control on the uh, on the Wii. It's, it's amazing and that game is so creative and good um, with the Wii Remote. Yeah, yeah, that game is really underrated. I don't think people talk about it that much. Yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of games like that. Virtual Console, that was the first time the Virtual Console came around. Yeah, I still have a bunch of games yeah. on there that... Uh, that I've been going back to and playing. It sucks that it's that it's dead now. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, that was super cool to have all of these old Nintendo games. And then uh, WiiWare was on there with a bunch of different random games Final that you Fantasy, could get. Final Fantasy, Crystal Chronicles, My Life is Dark Lord. What? That was Final yeah. Fantasy, <laughs> Crystal Chronicles, My What? Life is a Dark Lord. Life as a Dark Lord. And My Life is a King. Oh my Two God. exclusives only on WiiWare. <sighs> Neither that great. Wow. Yep. So they're just going to be stuck on WiiWare forever. But they're, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Just vanished because Wii Shop Channel's dead. But there, there was a bunch of cool stuff with the Wii. It Mies. Just, Mies were Mies, cool. Dude, the amount of time I spent yeah. in the Mii channel just making random crap was mm-hmm. crazy. And then I, uh, and then my Wii broke, and then lost most of those. Oh. I recently found uh, a work order from Nintendo of when we sent it in. It was like eighty bucks. And one of the things it stated was that save data could not be recovered. Oh. So I don't know how much Sad. save data I lost uh, on my for my original Wii, but uh, um, yeah, there, I, I made Mies all the time. The, the the Wii and even like the 3DS do such a good job of giving people things to do if they don't have games. It, you know, yeah. if they just have Wii Sports, there's the Mii Maker to do. Yeah. But then 
maybe that doesn't push them to explore outside their comfort zone and, and try something else out. Maybe they're like, well, I've got Wii Sports and I've got these other huge games and I've got uh, making me's. I don't think I need mm-hmm. anything else. I think for a lot of people, Brawl, Mario Kart Wii, and Wii Sports was enough. Yeah. And we fit. And we play, which isn't good. And everyone's got for that Wii remote. Hey, I <laughs> I had fun with the tank game. Tank yeah. game was real good. Yeah. And it was it was a Wiimote and you got a game for 10 bucks. Like, I don't blame people for buying it. We bought it. Yeah. I think it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it. by the time uh, that Next Gen was coming around, it just was so outclassed graphically. Like, even when, even I, when I Nintendo say, could push it to I its was limits. Gonna say, I will say Nintendo made some beautiful games on the way that still look good. Yeah. Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 still look good. Yeah. Skyward Sword still looks good. Yeah. Yeah. But that is Nintendo being able to push their own hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, having to those stylized kind of graphics um, that yeah. can hold up but that's, way longer. But that's not all of them. There are a bunch of games that just don't look very good. And mm-hmm. and 480p in, what, 20, 2011, 2012, right before the, the Wii U's on its way in, mm-hmm. is yeah. just unacceptable. It just, it just didn't last long. Link's crossbow training? <sighs> I never played Criminally that. Criminally underrated. Yeah? It's Is actually it? good. I've seen it. Really? It's really places. fun. It's really good. I don't know why people hate on it so much. Huh. It's like, here's a spin-off Zelda game just thrown in with your Wii Zapper. Why complain about that? It's amazing. It's really fun. It's got target practice. It's got some fun modes where you like control, actually walk around as Link with your crossbow through dungeons from Twilight Princess and shoot dudes with your crossbow. It's cool. Oh. It's a cool game. It's really underrated. Hmm. I think actually that's the most underrated Wii game. I'm going to say it. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Other big thing that we haven't mentioned yet, GameCube backwards compatibility originally. Oh, yeah. oh, Huge. Man. Especially yeah. for someone for who didn't GameCube have a GameCube. Owners. Me, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I remember my friends who had a 360 because that was super weird about its backwards compatibility. It's like some of these work, some of these don't, and some of these get weird when you try and play them on 360. Uh, they would... Uh, draw a little red circle on the game box to signify that it was backwards compatible. And then I'm over here like, yeah, I can just pop in my GameCube game and it'll work fine. Nope. Have plugins for all of my old controllers. Like, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. And then you could use GameCube controllers for other games like Smash or yeah. Mario Kart too. Yeah. Yeah. And then they made that later model before the Wii Mini that removed it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. It looks exactly the same, but it's like, no GameCube on there. And like, yeah. well, it's cheaper to produce. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, a lot of consoles remove that. Like, like we said, the PS3. Um, like even the Fat. There's one version of Fat that has it. One mm-hmm. version of Fat that doesn't have the backwards compatibility. Yeah. So that's not that weird of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Still lame though, because that is, is that is such a cool feature mm-hmm. of the Wii. I played so many GameCube games on that, and still do. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's. it's I don't a... play any differently. It feels like you're playing GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything is everything is the same. Mm-hmm. The resolution. Because the Wii is basically a GameCube. With motion controls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, I, Sonic Colors. People Sonic liked. Colors. I didn't really like it as much as There's some good people. levels in yeah. there. Yeah. There's some good levels. Some not good levels. Uh, the Storybook Saga. Uh, Secret Rings and Black Knight. Black Knight. Are both there. Unleashed. The inferior version of Unleashed is there. Uh, actually, it might be superior. Graphically inferior. The kind see, that I played see, a little there's, bit See, there's a great uh, representation of the difference between Wii and 360 PS3. You take a look at uh, the Unleashed version of of Sonic, yeah. and then you go to 360 and PS3, and that game looks gorgeous still today. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, that game's beautiful. That's, yeah. the, that's the trouble with the Wii. I go back to some of those games, and I know they're good. Like, I, I was trying to go back and play through Xenoblade Chronicles, and I'm like, this is a good game. I know it's a good game. 
but man, is is the resolution and the picture just so muddy. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't look good. It's hard to go back. GameCube looked more polished on a lot of yeah. the games. Oh, I think GameCube games, a lot of them hold up and look good. Yeah. 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 I don't think that about a lot of Wii games. <laughs> no. I don't have that big attachment to the Wii. Yeah, I just don't. I like the GameCube so much more. I like the Wii U so much more. I don't know why that is. I mean, you look back on, on the GameCube now, and it that library is mm-hmm. is nearly unbeatable. Yeah, I, I think crazy it's, I think it's a matter of but. the a lot of Nintendo franchises catering more casual in the Wii era. Like Mario Kart Wii, that's the most casual Mario Kart out there. With the, the item balance, it's like they want 12th place to win. Is yeah, and then brawl. Of course, we know with the tripping and the slowness and the floating. Yeah, and so you look at melee and double dash and Mario Kart Eight and Smash Four, and those both completely outclass brawl and, and Mario Kart Wii. And I think there's other examples like that too out there. I think that's why I don't like the Wii as much. I yeah. think I liked it because I think 2008 was probably when I was the most casual gamer out of my whole life. So it was it fit pretty well. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I don't remember caring that much yeah exactly i was checked out at that time so i was was, just like willing to go in and play some wii sports maybe some animal crossing city folk have a good time and then bow out also also not as i love that game how (laughs) dare you city folk was fine when i played it and then and then and then i played new leaf new leaf was so so much better so they can actually improve yeah exactly like they can actually push the series forward yeah (laughs) but yeah yeah the, the wii's in a weird spot for me like there are a bunch of games on there that i do really like but Man, there's a lot of trash on there. Some of the games just don't hold up graphically anymore. But yeah. it introduced a lot a lot of things that became staples for a while. Virtual console was probably the biggest one. Like that was huge mm-hmm. for for the Wii and for the Wii U as well. Um but I think that uh <laughs> that Nintendo really uh mishandled that transition of the Wii and Wii U and and knowing their their market and not seeing that that drop off in in uh people actually playing their Wii's was a thing. And then, then you got the Wii U, which <laughs> was something else. It was Not, great. Yeah. Mm. One more thing about Xbox I just remembered when we were talking about Miis. Did either of you, or did you ever play 1 versus 100 on the 360? No. Oh my god. That is. It's a game, it's the game show where it's the one person and then it's the mob, the wall of 100 people. Oh, I people. used to watch that show all the time. Yeah, you know what game show I'm talking about? No. Bob Saget hosts I it. I love that Never show. It. It's a trivia show where the contestant gets asked a question and the entire mob of 100 people gets asked a question. Whoever gets it wrong from the mob is just out of the yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. There was a version of that on Xbox 360, Tuesday nights and Friday nights, live hosted from a guy, it was all avatars, live hosted from a guy, I think just like in his own studio at home, who would ask the questions... And you actually would get to be in the mob or actually get to be the contestant or be in the crowd. And you just play live trivia with tens of thousands of people around the world twice a week. It was amazing. Did you win any money? We, no. I don't, I don't know how it all worked. Yeah. We got in the, usually you were just in the crowd. You're in the studio yeah. audience because there were so many people and only 101 people play per game. We, my family used to, it was one versus 100 night. That's what we did. And my dad was always in, in charge, and he got put in the mob once. It was so exciting when we got put in the mob, and he got out on one of the dumbest questions. Oh. I don't remember what it was now. It was about a Batman villain, and I remember he <gasps> picked Catwoman. So now the joke is always Catwoman for dumb trivia answers. Oh, but it was it was an amazing community event, something that I don't think has been replicated since. It was so cool. It got canceled. Um, I, fe- I feel like we did it for like a year, and then they stopped still doing it. still a pretty good run, though. Yeah. yeah. It was like so cool. It was It was the best. I had yeah. no idea that was even a thing. Yeah, you just you just like scrolled over on the tabs to like 
like community or something like that. And there was like one versus a hundred. You just clicked on it and it launched you in. Huh. And yeah, it was just like a guy talking like, hey, happy Tuesday, guys. Hope you're all having a good day. Let's get into it. And our contestant is. And then the avatar was there. It was amazing. And I miss it. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. That's all. One versus a hundred love there. That's probably my favorite 360 game. Is it your favorite game show? No. It is a good game show. It's it is. Yeah. Game show. Yeah. Dang. I, yeah. Never, never heard about that. Yeah. Whatsoever. I used to watch a lot of game shows. Yeah. 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 I still do. <laughs> still all about it. Yeah. I think that's going to about do it for us if you guys uh, have any final thoughts on that generation of consoles. Yeah, I looked up. it up. Apparently, Red Steel 1 was pretty terrible. Red Steel 2 did pretty great. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's probably... Good thing probably I did not Red play Steel the first two. one, yeah. <laughs> uh, was I uh, alone here in not playing or not being able to finish Galaxy 2 after playing through Galaxy 1? I don't know if you played through Galaxy 2. I, I know played, you haven't. I, I played, played Galaxy half 1. Both. But like, oh, that's fair. I played, I played yeah. through Galaxy 1 and adored it. And then, I f- and then I just didn't finish Galaxy Two. I, mm. At I least like not I, for a while. Based on I what I, I played, finished. I like Galaxy Two more. Yeah, I don't. I think it was just because they were very similar games, mm-hmm. and so when you're playing it back to back, you're like, "This is like the same yep. thing." Um, I don't know if anyone else is like that, but it was just kind of weird because both of those games are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know if I finished Galaxy Two or not. I have to boot up my old save and and see. Yeah. <laughs> if not, I should probably finish that. All right, that's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here every Friday on Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to gamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.